Welcome to the STRU Podcast, your number one online hosting community, helping you achieve your goals through short-term rental investing. Now, here's your host, Richard Furtig. All right, everyone. I'm really excited today to introduce to you the founders and co-owners of One Chic Retreat, Mercedes Brennan and Karen Campbell, who own a online e-design firm. I think they also do work in person, so if you're in their vicinity, you can certainly go and speak with them. But the point of the podcast today is to express just the importance and significance of having really great design and aesthetics in your short-term rental business. If you think about it, big companies spend fortunes on their headquarters, um, retailers spend a fortune on their window dressing, and I think a really interesting opportunity and one that I've always embraced is to decorate your home to make it more appealing um, you can charge more money for an average night. You can have more occupancy. And as the world becomes a little bit more competitive in the hosting opportunity, it's these little things that we're, that Karen and Mercedes are going to share with us that can really differentiate your place in your photos and your listings and get more money, which is really the goal. So ladies, welcome. Thank you so much for your time. I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about what it is that you guys do design trends that you're seeing, and how people can work with you. So please do us all a favor and introduce yourselves, tell us your story, how you got together, and what you do. Well, hello. First of all, thank you so much, Richard, for inviting us onto the show. Yeah, uh, Karen, yeah. Karen and I are, are delighted to be here. Um, so I'm Mercedes Brennan. Um, I About three years ago, um, I started One Chic Retreat. And about uh, almost two years ago, Karen joined me. And we've been going strong ever since as partners. Uh, One Chic Retreat is a, um, originally it started out as purely a blog. Um, I'm in, I was trained in interior design. I have a master's degree in interior design. And um, I stayed in so many rentals over the years that I thought to myself, one, at one point my husband and I were in this uh, Tahoe rental. And he said, have you ever thought about just being an in, like a vacation rental interior designer? And at the time I was working for Windsor Smith and, you know, doing high end residential. And I thought, why not? That is a really good idea. So um, I, I'm an English major, too. So I figured, like, why not combine my two uh, passions? And so I created the blog initially. And then um, more and more people started coming to me and saying, can you design my vacation rental? Um, and I got really busy. And so Karen and I joined forces about almost two years ago. And we have been designing like crazy ever since. That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, so my name's Karen Campbell. And um, like Mercedes said, we joined forces a few years ago. I'm a former television producer. Um, and I developed and produced um, some shows for New Space, uh, called New Spaces for HGTV. Um, where I was working with architects and designers and contractors um, and property owners and, and learned all the ins and outs of design and project management and construction. Um, and I've always kind of worked on and off when I stopped being a uh, television producer um, in that field. So it was great when Mercedes and I, we, were, we had been friends and we were both sort of uh, doing our own thing, and it just made sense for us uh, to sort of merge forces. We we actually, our families travel a lot together and have rented a lot of places. We would always comment on the places that we were renting, all the things that they needed. So it just was sort of a natural progression of, of where uh, we were going together. 
Well, that's great. And I think we've all heard that necessity is the mother of invention, right? So you guys were traveling and experiencing all this and just saw that there was so much opportunity and you decided to do something about it and fill that void, which, you know, I commend you. I think um, part of our broadcast here is not only to encourage people to be real estate investors and entrepreneurs, but to take it to the next level and just be entrepreneurial, right? And so mm -hmm. they may have an Airbnb and see an opportunity somewhere. And then hopefully we give them enough courage and, and um, motivation to take that risk, which you guys did. So I applaud you. And I think it's great. I would love to hear in your own words, sort of two things. One, um, what an average uh, engagement looks like, you know, are people that, that approach you uh, just bought a place and they need to furnish it from the beginning? Or is it more like a makeover? Uh, I'm sure you do both. But like, what does your typical engagement look like? And then the second question is, where do you think sort of the Airbnb and HomeAway um, universes in terms of design? How would you grade it? A to F. Well, I, I think Mercedes, don't you agree? It's sort of 50-50. We, we certainly get people that find the blog and they're looking, you know, they're Google how to decorate a vacation rental or design my vacation rental. And then they find us and they start reading through it and they just decide, you know, I can't do this on my own. Um, or like we just had a client who, um, bought a giant sectional for their place and when it went to be delivered, it didn't fit. And they kind of freaked out and realized, oh, they needed help. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I say we had get a combination of people sort of like in the midst of like, oh my gosh, I think I, I thought this was gonna be easier than it is and yeah. I actually need your help. Right. Um, and, and many times there are people who are already a subscriber and they think that by reading our blog posts they can do they can figure it all out. And and that is true for some people. We have a lot of people who say, yeah, we're so happy we found your blog because we just read all the articles and, and we learned how to do it and they do a great job. Um, but then there are others who just reach out to us and say, we don't know how to do it. Can you just do it for us? Right. I, I think the thing well, that happens I'm the first to say, I'm the first to say that it's a real art. And I've worked with a lot of different designers and decorators and I think it's really important um, and I think that there's a, a spectrum there. So I think that people that can do it themselves, more power to them. And I'm sure the blog is super helpful. And I commend you for doing that. That's a lot of time and energy that you guys put into it as a free resource. And so continue doing that. But I also think that I'm in the process right now of working with somebody in my place in Jackson Hole. And there's a lot of nuance and subtlety, like which shade of white, of the thousand whites, which shade of white should I paint? And how does that look with the couch versus the kitchen cabinets? And pulling it all together is the hard part. I think picking a lot of the individual pieces, the components, um, a lot of people can probably do, but it's that unity. It's kind of like a, a, a chef, if you will. I can tell you that I really like pasta and red sauce and sausage and garlic and sugar and chocolate and wine and all this stuff. But if I put it all into a pot, it's probably pretty disgusting. <laughs> right? But if I did it in the right proportions and I put the wine in a wine glass and the chocolate for dessert, all of a sudden it's a much different experience and a much better one. And so that's sort of, you know, my, my kudos to the designers, yourselves included, that have that ability to put it all together because 
too often people say, this is a cool couch, this is a great table, I love this, I love that. But that unity is missing. Yes. Right. The unity is the, is what we is what we call the design concept or the design blueprint. And so we always start you always we always tell people and we always start with that when we work on any property is we create a kind of a, an overall design board. And we you know, we work with Pinterest and um, Canva to create that design board um, for our client. And, and if you're doing it on your own, you need to do that before you do anything else is you have to you have to say, what am I going for? You know, if you live in Silver Lake, California, you don't want to do like a Miami, you know, Miami style, like Key West style or something. You have to, you know, create a, a, a vibe in the in the rental that matches the geography and also the audience you're going for. And, and then where do you think we are? In air in the short-term rental market, how many people are using designers? What do you think the state of design is in the short-term rental space? It's Karen, you want to That's really bad. It's just, I mean, I just, you know, I just was looking for a place to rent in the desert for my family a few weeks ago, and I truthfully just dread it because I had. You have to go through so much bad stuff to find a gem. And I mean, really, so what happens, Richard, is people, they buy a rental place and they, you know, property to rent out and they put all this money into it and they, you know, have this kind of like, oh my God, we just spent a fortune. And they just get impatient and they just start to either look in their garage or take grandma's old furniture or, you know, go to Ikea or, garage sales or wherever, and they just start kind of throwing things into their place and taking some pictures without any regard to scale and size and cohesive colors and, you know, a theme and unity, all the things we talked about. And then they just think, I'm going to put it up for rent and then people will come. And what they really don't understand is, first of all, you basically, you know, you just have become a small business owner yourself, you're inviting, your goal is to invite people to stay at your place. And it's just amazing how far off the mark so many people are. And also, everybody seems to think that beige or tan or really, you know, neutral colors like that are really safe and everyone likes it. And instead, it just translates to blah. Um, and it's really, it's really frustrating. You know, and and I think that that's where um, a lot of people just kind of miss the mark because they just don't understand if if I'm not staying in a nice hotel that's really beautifully appointed, it doesn't matter, you know, what level it is. They're still nicely appointed and I'm choosing to rent someone's place out. I expect that place to be nicely appointed as well. Yeah, and, I think designed. I, I would add that. um you know, it's funny. One of your actually one of the um, one of your subscribers on your Facebook page said something. And I thought to myself, I'm not going to tell her no, the otherwise, but I'd rather save it for the podcast. But it, it just illustrates a very common misconception in this industry. And that is that um, a lot of people who get into the short term rental market assume that the people who come to their houses or their apartments or whatever um, are looking for a home, meaning like oh, they just want a home. They want someone's home. That is not true. People do not want mm -mm. someone's home. They want the home they wish they had away from home. 
Exactly. So they want they want a they want it to feel like a boutique hotel. It's not a hotel, but they want it to be as nice as a boutique hotel. You know, they want to feel pampered. They're spending money. They're spending they're they're spending the night in the bed there. They're waking up. They're having breakfast They're, You know, they're just hanging out in the house and that house had better deliver. Because you're in the hospitality industry, you know, you you you're in the short term rental market. That doesn't mean that you're not in hospitality. Hospitality is all about experience and making people feel special when they're in that shelter. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. And that question was really a, a layup because I think that the uh, current state of design in short term rental market, I would grade like a a C minus if I was being generous. Um, I think it's really, really important, and I think it's really overlooked, and I think people just don't really know where to start, which is why I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, and then for our paid members um, in the Short-Term Rental University, um, after this, we're going to go live, and you're going to answer specific questions, and I hope that um, it adds a ton of value to people, because to your point, they are small business owners, they are entrepreneurs, and just like you would never contemplate renting a space on Main Street, and then just having like nothing in the window or a dead plant in the window, you would furnish that window, <laughs> right. right? You would make it look right. inviting. It would be right. well lit. It would, it would encourage people to come into the store. And yet, when we encourage people to come into our home or our condo or whatever, it just like is what it is. And yes. it's a competitive advantage because it's such a dismal state of affairs you will stand out on the board when people search for the place in Silver Lake, to use your example, there's going to be 10 listings on the page and one of 10 is going to be decorated well. And, and which one do you think is going to get the most clicks? Exactly. Yes. And the market has become so saturated. I mean, 10 years ago, you know, both Mercedes and I have been renting houses, you know, for vacations for years, long yeah. before Airbnb even or even Home Away even existed. Um, but as the market just grows and grows and becomes more saturated, you really have to fight to stand out. And the best way, and really the only way that you're going to do that is by a well-designed place. And it doesn't matter how great your reviews are if your place is kind of sparse and not well-designed. It just means that you're catering to a lower, you know, market where their expectations weren't very high. But the average person has high expectations for a rental. Well, yes, because both your occupancy will go up and the prices. Your occupancy and your rates will go up with good design. Well, look, I think there's a natural evolution and it's worth talking about, right? Like when I first heard about Airbnb and I'm relatively well-educated and well-traveled and so on, I didn't think it was for me because I had this vision of sort of like the couch surfers and the shared rooms and, the, and, and that was it. But it's, it's matured and it's a lot more than that. And there's a lot of people that are willing to spend a lot of time um, and money getting to the right place for, say, their family or for their business or their business travel. And so that's why you see places like One Fine Stay that have a business at the super high end. And that's why Airbnb just bought a company at the super high end and has a very high end um, it's because people are willing to spend money to get value. And a lot of times, hotels don't offer that. They, they don't have the location, right? Like here in Jackson Hole, for example, there's not a wealth of hotels. Mm. Um, and, 
And, and so where there's a lot of opportunity is in places that people want to be, where there aren't a lot of hotels, but to take your short-term rental business to that same hotel level, both in terms of hospitality, in terms of decorating, in terms of boutique experience, because you will find that people will pay a lot. And the average cost of the, the properties that I have on Airbnb and a lot of our users, you know, we're not talking $50 a night anymore. It's hundreds of dollars a night. We just mm-hmm. had somebody who posted in our Facebook group, they, they got $6,000 for six nights and they were shocked. And that's, that's the opportunity, right? Like this is, this, and it's all profit. So that's in other fantastic. words, you're doing the same amount, you're paying the same to the mortgage, you're paying the same to the electric company. And if you spend, pick a number, uh, $500, $1,000, $5,000 decorating, and you have to buy furniture and all that stuff anyway, but you do it so that it's cohesive and it stands out and it photographs well and people have a great experience, you're going to get an ROI on that which is why I always do it, right? Like I, I just, I do it. And I'm in the process right now here in um, Jackson Hole, as I said earlier, working with somebody and I'm just trying to figure out how much to spend. <laughs> not only in terms of the, not only in terms of the design, but also in terms of the renovation because you uh-huh. can go overboard and I want to warn people on that too. You can't spend a million dollars and expect an ROI. But Definitely not. you can spend... Right, but you can spend thousands of dollars on the decoration and then tens of thousands of dollars uh, on the furniture and all of that other stuff and get an ROI, not only in terms of average night, you know, the rate and also the occupancy, but also it adds value when you resell. Chances are it'll resell faster and for more than a place where somebody has to totally use their imagination. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, and, okay. and the bottom line is you bought the place to make money. So, you know, invest in it so that it does make you money. Okay, so one thing that I wanted to talk about is sort of design ideas, design trends, things that you see happening in 2018. You mentioned earlier Pinterest. I think that's a great resource. And again, I think this is unnatural for a lot of people. Um, design isn't something that they've um, grown up with necessarily, or, you know, maybe they're recently out of college and they don't have a ton of money and they've never really had, maybe this is their first time doing it. So it's not natural. So Pinterest, I think is a great place to go and see what you like, um, and pin stuff so that you have like a board. Uh, another resource that I use all the time is house H O U Z Z. Um, and there you can see different designs and what's kind of cool there is you can see where you can buy it or who decorated it or whatever, but that's another idea board. And then magazines, you know, go buy all the latest, newest magazines, spend a little bit of time and money in doing that and then work with a professional, somebody who can help you. So to that end, um, what are you guys seeing as kind of like new and interesting and exciting in 2018? So I would say, um, the big trend right now, we, we, we get on Instagram all the time. And, you know, of course, we subscribe to all of the shelter magazines. Um, and I would say that um, in terms of a trend, in terms of hospitality, um, because we also look at boutique hotels a lot, not not because we, um, you know, stay in them very, very often, but um, just because they're they're the closest cousin to vacation rentals. Um you know, a lot of boutique hotels basically want to be vacation rentals, and some of them are even on Airbnb, funnily enough. Um, 
So I think that that's actually a really good place to look is look at the different boutique hotels or it seems like there's one launching every day and look to see what they're doing. I would say um, probably the thing that stands out to me the most is um, mixing vintage items with new items. So for example, the last thing people want, like the thing that looks really generic is if uh, the, the, the vacation rental, everything is new and especially like a set, you know, so it's like everything is new, new lamp, new bed, you know, kind of like look like gen sort of generic pillows on the bed. Uh, people don't want that. They want it to feel personal. So I would say, question. yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you don't want to walk into a furniture store and just say, hey, I'll take that, that living room set and walk out. Never. And then the other thing, Karen, why don't you talk about the art thing that we keep seeing? Yeah, it just, I think, um, well, first of all, I think a, a trend that has, is going to just continue to carry through or is, um, are the, our white walls are just a really good backdrop for setting up your place. Um, they photograph really well and it allows everything else in, in, in your house or your condo or whatever it is to really pop and shine. Um, you know, which is important when you're spending money. Um, it's just a really neutral palette, but also a lot of people forget that art is needed in their in their place, and they might buy just a little painting or like a canvas photograph that they found, I don't know, at Target or something, and just put it on a wall and, and call it a day. Um, and you want to create visual interest throughout the house, and that also is included in your walls. So. Yes, for example, the, the client where we have a ski cabin we're doing in Virginia right now, and um, we specified a, a gallery wall, which is a series of um, paintings that go around. The television is on the wall, and that's kind of a boring look, just having the television just mounted above a media right. cabinet. So we specified a bunch of um, in very inexpensive vintage oils and some mixture of vintage oils and prints that kind of go around the television. And they were all on Cherish or eBay. They weren't expensive. And that's, that's, a, that's another, yeah, Etsy. Yeah. It was, that's another big trend is kind of vintage art that looks um, original. And if it's not original, it should look original. And the other thing is so color. People, people like color. They respond well to color. A lot of people don't have color in their house because they just don't know how to put it together. They're scared um, of it. They're scared of it. They, they don't know what colors look good together and patterns. But color and pattern, people respond really well to. Um, and it looks really good in pictures as well. And it also kind of gives you a little more of a sophisticated flair because you are kind of playing with it. Um, so to summarize, we like white walls as opposed to beige or, or tan. Um, is there a, a white that you guys go to all the time, like a decorator's white or a white dove? Or um, if somebody's going to try and do this themselves, maybe they're listening to this podcast and they're painting tonight. Is there <laughs> something that we can just share with them that can get them started? Yeah, actually, um, surprisingly, decorator's white is not a great – is not a great white. Um, so the one that I would say that we go to the most is Super White by Benjamin Moore. Yep. And yeah, decorator's and white is, it's not that it's not a good white, it's just that sometimes it can act funny. So yeah, it's, it can it's be flat. White. 
Yeah. yeah so it's a little finicky. It, it just depends on your on your lighting of your place. So so the safest bet would be the super white. That's yeah, definitely. Okay, which is a that's a Benjamin Moore super white, mm -hmm. and you put that maybe on whatever walls you're painting white. You use the same four ceilings, or you use ceiling white. Usually, just all four. You know, all yeah, okay. the ceiling as well. Yes, and even the baseboard. Okay. Okay. And, and, and throughout and the, the entire, board, you're probably using. So, do you guys like satin or or eggshell on the walls, and then semi gloss so, on the baseboards? Let's try and give some people like that might be painting what to do. So, matte, always matte on the walls, no matter what, matte on the okay. walls because it hides all the imperfections in the walls. Um, and then um, either uh, semi gloss or uh, satin on the trim. Okay, great. And then once we have this all nice and white and it's super white, um, we accent with colors and tying the couch and maybe throw pillows together. And that's where the interest is drawn. It's taken away from the walls and towards some of the accent pieces. And then the walls require art. Is that yes. Yep. Bringing together and then, everything. And then, okay. And cool. modern and modern lighting. That's the other thing. And you don't have yeah. to spend a ton on lighting. You know, West Elm Target has really great modern pieces now. Um, and especially in a vacation rental, obviously you wouldn't want to, you know, spend thousands of dollars on your lighting, um, but you do want that to look relevant for now. You know, so modern lighting, like, you know, brass kind of hanging chandelier from over a dining room that, that looks now, that looks like, oh, wow, that that's so cool. That's so right. interesting. You, you, that's really makes a difference in vacation yeah. rentals as right, well. Right. No, no Tiffany lampshades. No. <laughs> okay. and, and no, and, like, lampshades with moose on them. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then the one thing that I always um, caution people, and myself included, is there's clearly very trendy things that happen. Um, and it could be in, in your kitchen. It could be in couches. It could be in, in even colors for the walls. and I, I'm a little bit reluctant to do that because what I find, or tile selection maybe in like your bathroom, and what I find in, in those trendy things is they could be super popular for a period of time, but then they can become dated. And so you become reminiscent of like an era, right? Right. And, and if you're running a business, your business hopefully is going to run for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, and you don't want to be running your business with a dated tile and bathroom that looks like it's 10 years old, even though it's only three years old, because it was just part of a time. So try and think about, is this too trendy? And is the trend likely to last? Like, is this a new way we're going to be living? Or is this just a point in time and it's always going to mark the era? Well, I the thing that the way that Karen and I always approach um, buying, specifying furniture and, and furnishings um, for vacation rentals is um, spend your money on your long-term items. Have those be classic. So, for example, you know, don't go out and get an IKEA sofa. Get an actually a really good sofa that that is very comfortable to sit in and that is transitional, meaning like it's not necessarily um, very very trendy. It's more classic. Um, and so, the things that are like the investment pieces, for example, your beds, your dressers, your all of your upholstery and your seating, your side tables. Those can be very classic and kind of ageless, but then you want to spend your, you do want you to keep your vacation rental relevant with design. 
So the maybe the time to change like every three years or every four years or whatever. So you would want to change out your cushions, like your decorative cushions or like just like I said before, like maybe change your chandelier over your dining room table um, to make it more relevant with what's going on now in design. Um, you know, but just your more expensive pieces have, have them be timeless. Great. Okay. And in your um, business model, how can people interact with you? How can they get started? Um, obviously, you have the blog as a great resource and your website. But if somebody says, I believe in this, I want to get started, what different approaches are there and price points? And, and how do you think um, people should be viewing the cost associated with your fees in terms of like an investment in their business? Well, um, so first of all, um, we actually did um, a uh, we did a little investigation into data recently. Um, we reached out to Beyond Pricing, um, mm -hmm. which is a, you know you know Beyond Pricing. Um, Absolutely. What was asked? What was what happens to us is people say, oh, how much you know how much is my ROA ROI going to improve after you design my house, um, and we we have had people who have doubled their rates like we have a a vermont client who um has literally doubled her rates since she transformed her her cabin with us um but we you know we can't just say yeah you're going to double your rates <laughs> so we we just no add, but but let's yeah, you know, can we stick with that for a second though because yeah, i think sure. the more granular we can get so what was her rate before so it was when it was 150 a night and okay. now she's She's getting 300 a night, and not only is she getting 300 a night, but she's she's she was the last time we spoke to her, she was booked up solid three months in advance. No, she was she's okay. booked up throughout the entire year, minus a few weeks. Yeah, maybe. Well, you've talked to her more recently than I have, but she, yes, she's absolutely killing it. And she, the you know, the hardest thing, Richard, is that people think like it's amazing how many people come to us and they're like, I have 3,000 square feet and my budget to decorate my house is $10,000. And it, right. it's just not going to happen. I mean, you, you, you need to buy beds and mattresses and you need to furnish, you need to furnish your place. So I think, you know, the way that Mercedes and I work is we believe that you should buy, you should invest money on the upholstered pieces, the things that people are going to sit on and are going to touch. And you want to buy quality because you don't want to be buying an Ikea couch and two years later the cushions have collapsed because it's cheap and you have to go buy another one because it looks terrible. So, you know, there's you want to invest in those those upholstered pieces. But in terms of the other things, it's like Mercedes said about the lighting. You can get great lighting at West Elm or Target. Um, you can find great dressers on Craigslist. I mean, we really believe in mixing high and low end and high end I'm not saying a $10,000 sofa but I just quality and then lower end items that you that you you know require you to search a little bit so we we spend time with all of our clients looking on eBay for them looking on Craigslist you know telling them there's an estate sale here you should go check this out um, bearing in mind that there is a budget but you know and they want to get as much bang as they can of that budget but they are going to have to spend money and that's the thing that I think people need to understand is you're going to have to spend money to design your place. Yeah. Well, let, me, let me. Okay. Sorry. Let me say the following because I think 
I think this is really important. So you talked about this 10,000 square foot home that, or $10,000 budget for a 3,000 square foot home. And what I would say about that is that's a wasted opportunity and a wasted asset because that's yeah. never going to cash flow. You're never going to get enough money from your nightly rentals and your occupancy rate to justify owning that property, right? It's like, absolutely not. You would never, you wouldn't, you would never go and spend a fortune on a thousand person restaurant if you could only serve 10 people like exactly. you're in there cooking alone right like so why if you can't do that then don't save some money buy a smaller place make it really nice command a premium right exactly and so the the point that you just made with the vermont really hits home because if she was charging 150 dollars a night and now she's at 300 dollars a night and let's just say that she's so it's 150 dollars a night and she's booked 200 nights that's real money and that's real money that's recurring, right? That's not just in 2018, that's in 2019 and 2020, 2021. So I don't know. And, and just give us an idea. How much do you think she spent um, on your services and on furnishing? And then the, the people that are listening to this can just do the math themselves and say, this is an investment, just like you would never open a business and say, you know what, we're going to run this business. We're going to have no computers. We don't really need any computers. <laughs> if you're going to run a business, you're going to go out and buy computers. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's interesting the way we worked with her. Um, so we designed one room for her. It was her great room. It's the room that you enter. So it's her it's her dining room and living room. Um, and then there are two bedrooms upstairs and a small kitchen. It's a very it's a, it's a cottage. And um, she she said, I can only afford for you to design one room. So it was a big room. So our we, we charged her two thousand five hundred dollars for that room. Um, and then what happened was that we designed that for her. And then she said, you know what, I, 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 I understand now. I, I understand the design concept. I don't have the budget to pay you more, but I'm going to take off and design the rest of the house myself. And she did a really good job. She did the, the bedrooms herself and the kitchen. So in she that bought case, some cons well, she bought some consulting hours because yes, she, she wanted just some to make sure that she was going in the right direction. Um, yes. Yeah, she but did. She did buy some consulting hours, but for the most part, yeah, she she did such a good job, um, just using our guidance and and then what she'd learned out of the process. The other thing that I wanted to touch on, um, which you mentioned, and it's a little bit counterintuitive. I know it sort of didn't make a lot of sense to me until I had experienced it firsthand and spent more time in and around the world of design and, and decorating. Which is, you said earlier. Don't just go to whatever furniture store and buy like the whole matching set because that doesn't really um, appeal to very many people. There's this element of mix and match. And so you can have very modern stuff with a very rustic accent of one piece or this whole element of buying stuff on eBay um, and, and looking at different locations. You're not going to buy the whole set there but you have to try and find the right piece that goes with the rest of it and complements it and brings it into a, a realm of design and aesthetic that you couldn't achieve by just saying, you know what, I'll take this entire room, throw it all together, all the <laughs> same color, all the same fabric, all the, like, you want to layer textures, you want to layer different colors, you try and make it visually interesting, right? Yes, you're speaking like a designer. 
Uh, well, <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately, I've spent an awful lot of money decorating places, and I'm in the process of doing it right now. And I can tell you, I have uh, a lot of, I know what I like, and I have an aesthetic, and I do it pretty well. But even still, what I find is sometimes I go too much. And so I'll give <laughs> the, the listeners an example. Um, I'm doing something that's very modern, um, using some darker colors, um, some warmer colors as well. And I thought that the table that I thought was really cool, the dining room table that I thought was really cool, was brass legs and concrete top. And the person uh-huh. that I'm working with was like, listen, it's too cold. Yes, it's, it's, it's too cold. Use a warm, rich, like walnut wood top. And when she said it to me, it made a lot of sense. But when I was picking out tables that I liked, I was drawn towards that cement top on brass. It looked really cool. It just didn't work in the room. It would work outside. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so going back to the question of how people can work with you, they can read the blog. It sounds like you have some consulting hours. Yes, we work in a variety of ways. So we do entire house where we do everything for them. For example, we just did a house in San Diego where we did the entire house from from literally everything like the down to the books, the t- you know, the, the coffee table books and the games that go in the house to, you know, just to all the furniture and everything. Um, and then we have clients that um, we do purely hour, hourly consulting with. Um, so, you know, we have clients right now in Virginia. It was supposed to just be a consulting job, but it's basically almost turned into a whole house job because they've been really happy with us. Um, and but they just keep buying consulting hours with us. So, um, yeah, other and other people just say, I all I need is two hours of your time. Just come and look at this kitchen and tell me what to do. And we'll just get on on Skype with them and do, you know, look at it at real time and say, oh, this is you need this and this and this and this. So it's just it's really fabulous. we don't have like a normal client. Like it seems like every client we have is is different and has different, you know, different needs. Right. I mean, some clients have gone out and bought all their furniture and then but they don't have, you know, the accessories and the art and, you know, pillows. They don't have a rug. They don't know how to put it together. They're not really looking at the room and understanding, well, should I put a chair here and the sofa here or do I need a sectional or or whatnot? So, you know, they send us the measurements of their room. We look at the scale. We specify things. We put it together and, and send it back. Well, look. I would say this. It's, we're going to go live um, shortly with the, the uh, members of the Short-Term Rental University, so we have to wrap up here. But in closing, what I would say is if you've never worked with a decorator, even if you think you're really good at what you're doing, working with a professional like Karen and Mercedes can add tremendous value to you in your business. It can really be um, a differentiator, and we spend a lot of time thinking about things about how do I get put on the first page of Airbnb and how do I get, you know, um, better placement and so on? Let's stop worrying about that and let's start worrying about design and decor and photography and the listing because guess what Airbnb does? They promote the, the homes that sell the fastest and are most in demand and generate the most revenue because they get a percentage also. Those are the ones that end up on the first page. So if you take a look at your neighborhood and um, you're in Vermont, like this lady was, and there's nobody who's got a well-designed home, pay for it. You will get an ROI. Work with Karen and Mercedes. 
work with somebody in your backyard. It doesn't really matter, but it, don't try and go at it alone because that's the state of affairs right now. That's why I graded Airbnb and HomeAway like a C if I was being generous. Go out and be the A+. You will get paid and rewarded. Do you ladies feel similarly? Absolutely. I think you'll find it's worth it. It is. And I think, you know, I remember when I was doing my first place, I didn't think I could afford it. I thought I was going to save some money by doing it myself. And then it's the kind of thing where um, once you do it and you see the results and you see the ROI, the next time you expand, it's going to be in your budget. Like, of course I'm doing this because it's <laughs> that good. Yes. Not to mention, it takes a lot of the, it takes a lot of the headache out of it, right? Like it's a lot of time and energy. And if you're not the best person to do that, then outsource it to somebody who is the best person and you work on your core strength. If you're the best person to, you know, I don't know, do the landscaping, then do the landscaping, but outsource the interior. Yes. So just like we outsource our bookkeeper. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're not sitting there. Look, there's only so much that any any one of us can do. You have to know what your core strengths are. If you're a decorator, then you don't need to hire a decorator. But if you're not a decorator, you should really consider it. It makes a huge difference. It'll photograph much better. The reviews will be much better. Your occupancy rate will be better. Your average nightly rate will be better. And your business will be better. And you'll enjoy it a lot more. The people that tend to burn out tend to have poor experiences and poor reviews, and they're not making a lot of money. And they're like, yeah, it's not that great. Well, you didn't really do it right. So I think this has been super helpful. I'm really excited to get on the uh, live Q&A for our paid members. So I want to thank you for participating in the podcast. I think this was really interesting. I hope it encourages people. They can find um, uh, you, your blog. Go ahead and give us the URL. So it's HTTP and then it's the letter, uh, sorry, not the letter, the number one. And then it's chic, like cat, H-I-C is in cat. Retreat, R-E-T-R-E-A-T dot com. Awesome. I want to thank you both for participating. I think this has been helpful. I hope it works out for people that are listening and they take that first step. I know they won't regret it. And I hope it works really well for you guys in helping people, which is, I'm sure, what brings you uh, pride and joy. So this well, was a great so uh, much, podcast. This was, yeah, this was well, really appreciate it. So that does it for another episode of the STRU podcast. As always, all links mentioned are in the show notes below. And if you found this show helpful, please leave a review on iTunes. If you're serious about short-term rental investing, be sure to check out str.university. Till next time.